Welcome to the Tree Leaf Zendo Podcast. Tree Leaf is a Soto Zen Sangha available anytime, anywhere at treeleaf.org. Come sit with us. Lovely, lovely, and lovely to have all of you here. Uh, this is our third talk on Master Dogen's Genjo Koan, the reality that is manifesting right here, right now. But even though it's our third talk, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, don't be too concerned because the lovely thing about Genjo Koan is it's really many, many separate sections with its their own lessons or perspectives. It all ties together, it all connects, but if you haven't been here for the earlier talks, you can um, check them out later. Uh, today's uh, lesson uh, from Master Dogen uh, is, is tremendous all on its own, and it directly fits with uh, the auspicious occasion today which is the commencement of our Jukai season, uh, undertaking the precepts, and uh, also Ango, um, our 90 days of um, peaceful abiding. You'll see, uh, I hope, that uh, it all fits together beautifully, as if Master Dogen wrote this just for this occasion. Now, the, the first part, speaks about sailing and a voyage, which is uh, really, if you ask me, what uh, Jukai and Ango are. This is a 90-day voyage to the sea in which uh, we learn something about life and about how to maintain this boat, which is our world and our life, and how to meet the ever-changing conditions, which are the sea and the changing weather that is this world, that is our life, and the other sailors on this boat or on other boats surrounding us as we make this voyage, you see, that we call our life. Those other sailors, you might say, are the other people of this world, including your friends, your family, the other members of the Sangha community. And thus it's very fitting that the image at the beginning is about sailing. So let me uh, read the words. This is from my uh, translation from my um, Zen Master's dance book. When you first seek the Buddhist truth, you imagine you are far away from its locale. However, Buddhist truth is already correctly transmitted right here. Realizing so, you are immediately your original self. So you think that enlightenment and uh, the destination you're sailing to is somewhere over the horizon, you see. But I assure you the sailing is right here where you are, sailing in your little vessel, your little life. It's not the destination, it's uh, the trip. And when you realize that the Buddhist truth has been right here all along, you discover your original self that you have been all along. It's like you're in the middle of the ocean looking for the ocean 
Where's the ocean? Where's the ocean? It's right here. Where's the voyage? It's right here. You see, like that. Now, just because your, your original self and the Buddhist truth is right here doesn't mean that you can't mess up this voyage, you see. Most of us do a good deal of bad sailing and we, we truly make a mess of things. And that's what Master Dogen's lesson is here. So let's uh, first off see a little bit what he means by the voyage. When you sail in a boat and look out at the shore, you might feel that the shore is moving. But when you turn your eyes toward the boat, we look inward, you may then feel that the boat is moving. In the same way, if you observe the myriad things of the world with confused ideas of body and mind, you might assume that your body, that your mind and nature are enduring and standing separate from things. But when you intimately practice and turn within, it will become clear that nothing at all has a fixed individual self. So we kind of feel like um, we're just born into this world and the world is passing us by like the shore, you know. And then we feel like our life is just separately moving through the world. Time is passing. We're young, we're older, someday we're old, then we're gone like that. It's all separate. We feel separate from this world. The world is just these conditions, these things we've been thrown into, and we have no, no say in it really, except to react and try to stay alive as best we can. Try not to fall off our boat, I guess. But that's the wrong way of looking at it for Master Dogen and, and, uh, and what this voyage truly is. You see, it's all one great thing. That uh, becomes clear in another section from a, a different part of Shobogenzo, but it's where Master Dogen really expanded on this idea about um, this, this voyage that is you and the whole world. It's from a section of Shobogenzo called Zinki, which kind of translates as the whole works, everything that's going on, man, something like that. And Dogen writes there, life can be compared to a time when a person is sailing a boat. On this boat, you are working the sail. You manage the rudder. You are handling the pole. At the same time, the boat is carrying you. And there is no you to sail without the boat. By your sailing of the boat, this boat is, this boat is made to be a boat. Otherwise, it would just be, I guess, a piece of wood without purpose with a you to sail it, you see. Please study and understand profoundly just this instant of the present. Understand this fully. At this very instant, everything is nothing other than the world of the boat. The sky, the water, and the shore have all become this time of the boat, which is def very different from what this time would be if there were no boat and there were no you. Thus, life is what you make it, and you are what life is making you. While you are sailing in the boat, your body and mind, self and environment are all essential pivot points of the boat. And the entire earth and all of space are all essential pivot points of the boat. 
That is to say, life is the self, the self is life. So what does Master Dogen mean by that? Well, imagine you are a, a sailor on a boat, and I'm not much of a sailor, but I have to say I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is a big sailing town. And I had a lot of friends who were sailors with serious boats, all kinds of boats, catamarans, real sailing yachts, two mast, three masted boats. I had friends with three masted, uh, what do you call them? Slips? No, scoops, sloops. Yeah, I was not much of a sailor myself, but I knew them and they uh, would take me out and I knew enough not to fall off the side of the boat. And what I discovered in those uh, experiences was that it's very different from a powerboat, you know, sailing. You really have to be connected and, and knowing the wind and the sea and reading it and reacting. And you make the voyage, you're reacting to the sea, but the sea and the voyage and the boat all become kind of one, you see. It's, it's much different than just putting the motor on in a powerboat and putting it into gear and off you go. And if you hit bad weather, you hit a storm, you have to react too. Uh, sometimes that includes battening down the hatches, literally getting the sails down so they don't tear, getting your ropes stowed away neatly, and then uh, just riding it out, you know. Uh, life is kind of like that too. Sometimes we just have to get our sails down and our ropes in order as best we can and just ride it out. In other days, it's smooth sailing, clear, beautiful, glassy sea. Every day is different. So sailing a sailboat like that is very much like life. And one of the things you might think is when you're in the boat, you got all these separate things, you know, there's you, you are not the boat. The boat consists of all kinds of separate things. You got the masts, the sails, the ropes, the different ropes. Uh, you got the galley. You got the head. That's the sailor talk for the, the bathroom, you know, the head. I speak sailor, you see. Yeah. And then you look out, you got the, the ocean, which is made of separate waves, right? Uh, there are fish in the ocean. Sometimes uh, dolphins come up and swim with you. And uh, sometimes you see fish jumping, but uh, sometimes there are sharks. You see them out there and off of Fort Lauderdale's coast. And uh, then you got the shore that's passing you and you seem to be passing. Is the shore moving or you moving? It's all kind of relative. Then you have the horizon and you don't know what that is. And if you're the sailor, you know, like all of life, how did we get here? Where did this world come from? There are many mysteries. You know, who made the ocean? Maybe uh, I don't even know who made the boat. I'm, I'm pre pretty sure somebody made the boat, but I don't know maybe the builder's name. But uh, where did the ocean come from? Did it just appear naturally? Perhaps. Perhaps there's no reason for it. And what's over the horizon? And what is going to be happening tomorrow, let alone five minutes from now with this ever changing? If you're off of the coast in Fort Lauderdale, it could be beautiful weather. And so suddenly a squall comes in and you, you don't believe it. Everything changes in, in a moment. That's like life. So that's kind of how we feel we're living our life, just as a separate person, kind of getting by with all these separate objects we own. You know, we have our kitchen, we have our bathroom and our car and our ropes, and then the world is passing us by. We don't know where it came from. We don't know what tomorrow brings or what's over the horizon.
We don't know every grain of sand on every beach. Many things we don't know. But then the sailor dips their finger in the ocean. This is called zazen. And tastes on their tongue the brininess of it all. And suddenly knows all there is about this. Because truly, boat and wind and sail and sailor and the other sailors and every wave on the sea and every fish, including the sharks and the shore and whatever was yesterday and where the ocean flows to over the horizon, it's all one thing, you see. It's all one thing. And this thing in this spot is your life. Your life is this one thing that's moving, moving, moving. Even though sometimes it looks like it's standing still, it's always in motion. It's the voyage. Your life is the shore and the waves and the sharks and the, the wind and the sun, the sky above. All of it. It's only one thing, you see. And you may feel like, oh, well, there's the world and then there's just me. I am not very important in it all. Buddhists, we don't look at it that way, especially Buddhists like Master Dogen. Truly, you create the world as the world creates you. It's a reciprocal, shall we say, mutual dance, one thing again, because it's the voyage. So, for example, get, the, get this, get this. If you had the ocean, I got a biologist here, so you'll confirm this, right? If you got the ocean without the fish, a little bit lifeless. It's just, I believe, hydrogen, oxygen, some other minerals in there. If it was frozen, lifeless. If you didn't have the sky and the sun, again, there could be no life. If you did not have dry land and the shore, I guess uh, also the shore, the ocean would be kind of uh, shapeless. You need uh, something under the ocean to hold the ocean, I suppose. And if you did not have a sailor, you could not have a boat. You would just have a, a piece of wood that was uh, floating. But it's not a boat until you have a sailor to make it a boat. And, and here's the thing. The sailor is letting the ocean sail. Again, it would be lifeless without the fish. It would be lifeless without the, the coral. Hopefully that will, we won't lose those. But it would be lifeless without you and me and the other sailors too, you see. This would be a, an awfully barren world. We would, this would be more like Venus or Mars perhaps, deserts, without us. You're not just the sea and the sea, convenient that you can sail it. You are literally bringing the sea, in a sense, to life, as are all the other parts of it, including the sun in the sky and uh, the fish, the waves. Um, I promised you I was going to mention trees today. That's kind of your thing, but I, I, I realized I have to. Okay? Um, this may sound very strange to you again, but I'm going to use this analogy. There are no beautiful green trees in this world without you. Did you realize that? 
There, you, you study trees, right? And they're beautiful, right? Many of them. Many, right? And most of them are green, right? There are no beautiful green trees without you. Now, I'm not so much an idealist to say that there is not something out there. Some, you know, idealism. Some people think it's all a dream. There's nothing out there. And I'm going to say that, Mr. Biologist, there are certain molecules, atoms, chemical processes, processes going on, right? Photosynthesis, something's going on there, right? But without the human eye, there is no green. Green, I mean, there are, I, I, there's light emanating, but unless it reaches our eye, there is no color. There's no beauty without your heart to judge. You, you understand photons need a receptor to get translated into chemical electrical signals up to here, which creates an image which you see as a tree. You realize that. You realize you have never actually touched a tree. You're just experiencing an image of your touching a tree. You understand that, Mr. Scientist, right? Okay. And your heart creates beauty. And uh, if the sap comes off and you taste it, it's sweet. There is no sweetness without your tongue touching that sap, you see. You're, you create the beauty, the green, the color, and the sweetness of this world, and also the bitterness, you see. Well, something about our view of sailing here is the same. The sea, the voyage, needs you to create it as much as you need the sea to sail. The sea without you would be hydrogen and oxygen atoms, perhaps. Don't know what it would be, but it would not be the beautiful blue sea and the sky above. There is some interdance here that creates life. Now, with that said, it's what you make of it. You can muck up this trip. I've been on boats with bad sailors, bad captains. Ropes are scattered around. Boat is not well painted, leaking, right? Kitchen's a mess. Uh, they call it the galley. That's the ship talk, by the way. I learned that. The galley. Galley's a mess. The head's a mess, right? Crew's unhappy. How many people do we know live their life like that? And the storm comes, and if you're in a leaky boat, not so good. Usually ill-prepared, scary. But the good captains keep a certain calmness, right? And they have their boat neat, and the storm comes. You know those boats, those, those sailboats they make now? They're, 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 if you do it right, they can almost turn upside down and still survive. They're amazing. They're, they're really water-contained if you, if you maintain them right. And you can survive pretty well. Maybe one day you'll hit a rock, you know, not your fault, and the boat goes down, and then your voyage is over. But the voyage continues maybe for other sailors. But you're part of the sailing, as long as you can, maintain your vessel right. Right? What does this have to do with Jukai and Ango? Well, Jukai and Ango is a, a class in good sailing. The precepts are lessons in how to keep your ropes untangled and your sails well tended. Let's keep our ship nonviolent. Let's not steal. 
let's trust each other and be honest and soft-spoken on the boat. Right? That's what the precepts are. If we live gently, whatever the wind throws at us, whatever one day rainy, one day stormy, one day sunny, we sail through gently in heart. And this is the voyage where we bring it all to life, you see. You are the boat. You are the sails. You are also the other people on the boat or on the other vessels nearby, you see. We're all in this together. It's called Sangha. It's called the community with which you practice. Unless we learn to practice together here, we're all, I guess I'm the captain. I should get one of those captain hats. I used to have that, you know, in Florida, one of those captain. I should get one of those. Captain Jindo, right? I got my first mate here, my, right? My Eno is my first mate today, right? And we're all the crew on this boat. Let's learn to live it well. And in the wider Sangha, you have your family, your friends, this whole world. Maintain this world is called the planet Earth is our boat. Let's maintain that too. Keep those corals in the ocean, right? Keep our boat well maintained. So this is the lesson of Jukai and Ango, the community, the sail, the 90 day sail we're going through now of how to be good sailors and realize that this world is more dependent on your heart and your interpretation and how you approach it than you know. If you feel separate from the shore and the sea, if you feel separate from the sky, you are separate. You are separate. If you feel so small and unimportant in this vast, vast ocean, you are. If you feel like you're just shark bait, you are. But if you can see somehow the deep interconnection of it all and keep a gentle heart and realize that shore and sea and even the sharks are um, all one thing, sky, all the, the shrimp, all the S words, <laughs> then it's a very different voyage for you. And you realize too, it's kind of, Timeless. Now get this. If you are the sea and the waves and the sky, and they are just you in other guys, get this. Before you were born, there was the sea and the sky. After you die and your voyage experience ends, there is still sea and sky and the other sailors who are you too and in other guys. So, in that sense, you really go nowhere. As long as the sea is flowing, so are you. But that we'll leave that for next time. Next time's talk, next month, we'll focus more on life and death and we'll talk more about that then. But for now, forget about tomorrow, forget about yesterday. Your sailing happens right now. And this is our next lesson from Master Dogen which connects to Jukai, and especially our sewing practice. Master Dogen says this. Now again, the Genjo Koan, I feel, was written by Master Dogen to a lay student of his who may have suffered a death. I, I get the feeling for some reason, maybe a child's death. And so there's a lot here about what life and death is. 
And this next section is very much about that. And the, the message is kind of there is death when there is the time of death and there is life when there is the time of life and in the time of life live and in the time of death go with death. We are just that time of death. So this is about that, but it's also about living life now. And so is your sewing practice, which I will get to in a second. So he says, firewood turns to ash and it does not turn to firewood again. Right? You have firewood, you burn it, it turns to ash. And uh, according to entropy, it doesn't easily return to firewood. But do not think that the ash is the future and the firewood is the past. Remember, ash is holy ash with nothing remaining, I would add, in the moment of ash, the time of ash. And the firewood is just firewood with nothing more in the time of firewood. Of course, firewood turns to ash, but in the time of ash, ash is the ash. It's the time of ash, and in the time of firewood, it is just firewood with nothing more. You should understand that firewood abides in the phenomenal expression and wholeness of firewood, which fully includes its own past and future, yet is independent of all past and future. Ash abides in the phenomenal expression and wholeness of ash, which fully includes its own past and future too. Then I'll add the next sentence too. Just as firewood does not turn to firewood again after it is ash, do not think of returning to birth after death. Again, we'll talk about that next month, about what this has to do with birth and death. And just a footnote, this is not a rejection uh, by Master Dogen of rebirth, which I think he believed in very much. He, some people take this expression to mean, ah, you see, Master Dogen did not believe in rebirth because he says, we do not return to birth after death. I'm pretty sure that's not his point here. His point is more in the time of birth, don't think of death. And in the time of death, don't think, oh, death is just birth become death. In the time of birth, in the time of life, there is life. In the time of death, there is death. Another section of uh, Shobo Genzo, Master Dogen basically says, when there is life, live it. And when there is death, jump in or die trying, something like that. You embrace it when it comes. Now, some folks think that this means, oh, live in the moment, forget the past and the future. That's not quite what Master Dogen is saying here. Notice he says, if you're in this moment, it has its own past and future. So we don't completely pretend there is no past and future and just live in the present. That would be like a mental disease. I just saw, uh, oh, a Star Trek episode just the other day where they could not remember five minutes ago and or who even they were, and they had to just kind of decide what to do with no sense of past or future, something like that. It's the new season of, any Star Trek fans here? Just me? I think we got a few. It's uh, the, the new series that just started. It's very good, it's very good. So anyway, I don't wanna give any spoilers, but 
they couldn't uh, remember who they were or anything about their past. So they just had to live in the moment. It was terrible. So we're not saying that you need to forget the past and future. But this moment is just this moment with its own past and future. And here's the best example I found of that. Let's say you're a ballet dancer. You know, I, another plug for my book, Zen Masters Dance. It all connects. And you're on the stage. This is our life. Leaping, leaping, spinning, spinning, twirling, twirling. Yes? Well, it's this twirl right now. When you're doing this twirl right now, right? It's not the twirl that's coming or the leap that's coming five minutes from now. You're at this pivot point in your life. And it's the whole universe. If you're a sailor, it's the whole voyage coming here to this pivot point of where you are in the sailing. This turn of the wheel, this action, this, this leap as a dancer right now is where it's happening, man. Literally, the whole dance is pouring in all the other dancers, the stage, the theater, the sky, the sun. It's all pouring into and coming to realization in this leap right here that you're doing. Okay? But it has its own past and future. You see, the entire dance is pouring into your twirl right now. So the entire past of the dance is coming into this twirl. Everything in the past history, from the Big Bang through the, the, the creation of the sea, whatever it is, is now coming down to this, the end of your toe on the stage. And what you do here. And how graceful you are, or whether you trip and fall. Well, it all comes down right to here. And the rest of the dance, there's no dance I know. Maybe some avant-garde artist created a dance that has one step. Ready? The ballet. Thank you. I've never seen a ballet like that. The ballets always have many acts in the past and then the future. This is called the universe, like with our life. The whole future of the dance comes from this pivot point. What you leap now somehow includes everything that's going to come, even though it's undetermined yet, right? We don't know the next five minutes, we could break our leg, we could fall off the stage, or we could be incredibly graceful. It could all go to plan. Actually, it's kind of a free dance, our life. We don't know, the choreographer, the choreography is not obvious to us, so we don't know actually what the, the next five minutes of the dance will be. We just know we have to keep moving as long as we're on the stage. Right? But whatever that future is, it comes down to this pivot point on the end of your toe, your leap, your twirl. Your twirl is the whole show coming together. All the other dancers on the stage, you are dancing them. They are dancing you. You know, if you have Swan Lake or, right, it's a whole company of dancers. You can't, if anyone's missing from the stage, Something's missing. You know, you, need, you have this whole performance. Well, this whole world is so. Let's go back to our boat. If you have no water, you got a boat sitting on the dry land. No. Where do the fish swim? If you have no sky, you can't have this voyage. You can't have our life. If you have no shore, 
If you have no boat, if you have no sailor, you don't have the whole performance. This is our life. What does this have to do with Raksu sewing? Raksu sewing is not just sewing a Raksu. We say that the Kesa is the, it's liberation, it's boundless, it's beyond all form or formless. It's, let's just say, let's just say for a moment, the practice of sewing is a good lesson in sailing or your life in microcosm. Of course you want to get it done, but you don't want to get your life done. It's like you know, your life is not, oh, my life will be, let's get to the end because that's when the life is done, right? Or is it the entire process of from the beginning, the middle, and every stitch by stitch by stitch is your life and this world? You know, you think oh, our race is done. When I start the race, I get to the finish line. Yay, the race is, I've reached the finish line. Sewing and your life is not a race to the finish line. Sewing like a dance, like sailing, is this step and this step and this step and this step, which is the only step in this moment, which is all of past and future pouring into this moment. This is sewing. This is your life. This is sailing. This is dancing. The dance does not come only at the bow at the end. The curtain goes down. Thank you. Everybody go home. That's not the dance. The dance is everything from, I guess, everyone coming to the theater beforehand and sitting in their seats and the dancers putting their costumes on and then the dancing, the dancing, the dancing and the end and whatever comes next and what's ever playing in the theater next week. It all pours into this step right now, which is your life, which is what you're doing. Your step right now is sitting here listening to me, who's trying to tell you that when you sew the Roxu, don't think about it as, I got to get to the end. Of course, if you keep stitch by stitch by stitch by stitch, there's a past when you bought the cloth. There's a future when the Roxu will be ready to wear. Never perfect, by the way, like your life. Never perfect. A Roxu is never perfect. And if it's too perfect, we go on the ground. Bion will tell you about this and, and Kote. Get some dirt and we smudge it on the Roxu to make sure it's always smudged and imperfect. And it's this st stitch now, and this stitch now, which we don't forget the past and the future, you, you know, because this stitch does lead to what's coming and it does come from what was before. So it's not just, oh, just forget like those characters on Star Trek, just forget everything else and just know this stitch. It does have a past and future, but it is the only thing with its own past and future where everything is pouring into this stitch and this stitch and this stitch and this stitch. Now, yeah, I got to go to the doctor after Zazen today. I was being so mindful in the garden yesterday. I took a rusty saw and I cut my finger. So I got to go get a tetanus shot or something. Ow, you can't see my bandaid. Because we make mistakes in this life. I'm teaching you about mindfulness. And I went in the garden yesterday. I didn't put gloves on. I said, ah, I'm lazy. I'm not going to go back to the garage and get the gloves. I'll do this without the gloves. And I, the, my hand slipped on the saw. And whoop, there I am, bleeding all over the place. Because we make mistakes. And in your sewing, you will make mistakes too. And you know what? When you're a sailor, you make mistakes. And it's unpredictable. And you know what? If it wasn't like that, it would be 
What a dull voyage. So predictable. That's why I, 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 this is this is not one of those pa- prepackaged, uh, what is it, cruise ship cruises where they got everything on the schedule. It's four o'clock, you, you have breakfast and seven o'clock, you know, we have bingo. Not like that. This is living sailing. This is living sewing. This is living life, living dancing in which you're going to screw up. And you know what? You bow, you accept it, you undo it, you fix it as best you can. And you go on again from there. Hopefully you haven't done terrible damage. You reflect, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Try not to do that again. You fix it, you move on from there. The mistakes of your life, the mistakes of your sewing, the mistakes of your gardening or dancing are part of the life. This is where I always put a tribute to my sister. We're going to finish in a second. But in my book, I have three plugs, Zen Master's Dance. I tell the... uh, story of my sister, who's an actual dancer, a Broadway dancer. She worked for the, there was a choreographer, Bob Fosse, and she was a a dancer with the Bob Fosse company for years and years. I can't, I'm all left feet, as you'll see in a few minutes when I get up to dance. She was a real dancer. Well, I tell the story of the book. One time she was on the stage and the guy I think was supposed to pick her up or something. He drops her, she twists her ankle, and literally they had to carry her off the stage in the middle of the show. You know, it's like a football game. Time out. They brought in the crew. They got her on a stretcher and they they took her off. She said, you know what? That's the dance too. That wasn't the dance stopping. That was the dance too. Okay. So I'll leave you there. We're going to go and continue with Ango, uh, Jukai, our sewing lessons. But in the meantime, just a moment of sit where you are, Zazen. First, uh, let's close the sutras. Would you do that for me, Tokan? Thank you for joining us for the Tree Leaf Zendo podcast. Tree Leaf is an online practice place for people who cannot easily attend a Zen center due to health, location, work, childcare, or family needs. We provide netcast Zazen, retreats, discussion, Jukai, the support of fellow practitioners, interaction with a teacher, and all other activities of a Zen Buddhist Sangha, all fully online, accessible anytime, anywhere, without charge. Come build the future of online Zen community and practice.